you know what time it is. My name is Ruben. This this is the Empyrean Report. This is the recap show for the Empyrean Decree, a D&D podcast set in the world of Selenium. Chances are you'll hear the cacophonous carillon of commerce behind us. That's because we're coming to you from... Or just Justin. Or just Justin, yeah. From the Adventurers Academy, your friendly local game store here in York, Pennsylvania. Uh, today, I'm so blessed with these terrific folks. Uh, Artemis, uh, Mike, Kiri, Ryan, and Elena is here as well. So, uh, get ready for uh, Season 1, Episode 11, When Friends Become Family. So, and uh, so I, I think Rue's intro is trying to match Varric's intro. Oh, folks, that oh. came out of here. <laughs> <laughs> cacophony of uh, <laughs> And the uh, alliteration has to get more and more. Uh, well, in any case, how do we start? We, we, we're, we started off with uh, the mind reading scene, right? We were um, just about to, to read the, the the blank minds of these half elves who were uh, all sort of zombified, right? How did, how did that go there? Uh, just kept asking them random questions, like, what about this, what about that, what about this, what about this? Just shotgunning as many questions as I could before it ran out. good. Yeah. Like 20 questions. Oh, we just kept going. It's, we found it's some stuff out. But it seemed like they weren't, the lights were on, but no one was home, right? They, uh, at, at the surface level. But yeah. down below, you got some feelings there? A little bit. Uh, we did get something about a city near the, near the sea. It's like a familiar seaside dock. Which but we didn't confirm it. We okay. had the assumption that it was Cabri. Okay. That being said, didn't you pull the... I pulled the thread for us to look at, but we never followed through to see if that was actually our interpretation was. was correct. Okay, we never followed through on the interpretation. Yeah, everyone saw it, but so we just assumed, oh, it's... We saw it, and I thought we got some confirmation that, yes, it did look no. like... I thought I asked that. Did it look I, like a city you'd been to, or a port you'd been to? And I said yes. Oh, cool. yeah. For God's sake. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's that far. I think it's... <clears throat> you have only been to two ports. In yeah, Cameron, right? Athenier. yeah, I think it's Athenier. But if it's but. a 50-50 with this group, we're probably going to guess wrong, so... <laughs> so we went west. So, <laughs> so we went the other way. We did. So we, we don't did. have to make that choice. Yep. Do we ever figure out exactly what happened? Like, if, it, if you're, like, crime scene investigations, uh, uh, selenial, what uh, what actually happened? So, it sounds like the, the elves got hired by someone that we couldn't figure out who at this point. They came west to, tra- to meet at the campsite to trade with the goblins. Okay. But something was wrong with the product. One, the elves opened it, and they weren't supposed to. And two, something was wrong with the, with the product itself, which we think is the blue pills. So, because we found some in the boats, we don't know if they're the good ones or the bad ones, per se, because they may have loaded the boats with it, the bad stuff already, or they may have left it behind. Well, we never found the su- no one no one found the supply of bad ones back at the camp. Right. Um, so conceivably, they might be mixed in. Or have still been there, and we missed them. And Sam's um, the only one who would probably test that to figure out what's what. But, so. but they came out, and the goblins made them take a few to prove they worked, and uh, apparently they didn't. They did not. Yeah, just turned them into zombies, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially like they overdosed or something. Like it, I don't know. It's like some kind of weird backfiring overdose that fried their brain. 
And then the goblins just started blasting. And if this was a drug deal, there was no money anywhere either, was there? I no, mean, it was almost like the elves were like mules or something. Yeah, yeah, it was just a drop-off, and then it went sideways. Because they were asking for payment. They, the elves were asking for payment. Yeah. But I don't think they were supposed to be. I don't think there was an intention for there to be payment from the goblins. Yeah. So maybe the elves were double-crossing even further, but the, they knew what it was. And well, those elves didn't. Those elves were just couriers. The, the half elves were the They were just couriers. Yeah. That group was just couriers. From I think it gathered. was the goblins were intending on taking the product without paying for it and just using their numbers to overwhelm the... There was like four of them. I mean... So. <laughs> and, and you got some of this from Lerm, the uh, forthcoming goblin, right? Yeah, I don't... That was very odd because he was a little asshole and then he just <laughs> wasn't an asshole. And I'm like, oh, is it 20 this, years. Yeah. <laughs> is it the threat that, like, we're actually going to kill you? Oh, no, we're not going to kill you. We're going to send you back down south. He's like, no, 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 whoa, 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 pump the brakes. <laughs> like, we had found a, uh, we hit a nerve to get him to start talking. And it was, I've never chosen Goblin as one of my extra languages. This is the first time. Oh, interesting. So that was convenient. Yeah. Um, so you were, uh, Nadal was doing all the, uh, uh, all the translating, forward. right? We found out he's from Torquenvall, which we now know is like an underground city, like a, a vault, like Mesoberanzian. The one that no one can pronounce, yeah. <laughs> y'all are talking like, what, what neighborhood are you from? What, it's like, what's your city like? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, leave me alone. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Uh, and, and then, of course, uh, Thea tries to feed him, and uh, he bites her, <clears throat> subsequently to be bitten by Sam the Crocodile. Right. I mean, everybody's biting everyone. Goodbye, Lerm. Renew you so little. Splat. Splat. I mean, it. <clears throat> at least Sam got a kill that wasn't, you know, Thea. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Um, <laughs> ticks Sam up a kill and takes Thea to six times unconscious total. Oh my god. Four in a span of, like, 20 minutes. She has more than the rest of the party combined. You know, yes. I just realized yeah. something yeah. just now in this moment. It's also only Team Wood Elf that's gone down. Yep. Still yeah, no, I've, I've stayed on my feet the whole time. The um, That goblin asking about where I'm from and why I'm working with you guys makes it feel like the goblin thought that I was one of the drow that was working for What's-His-Face. And I didn't think about that until just now. I mean, the association would be with drow that were not working with yeah. the uh, with regular the empires. Yeah. That's right. I don't know. I'll just keep my hood up. Something to think about. Ryan, tell us more about Slock Mudcrack. How did (laughs) Varric learn more about Slock? That he rides a unicorn. Varric spent, um, in his five or so years in the Anir, did about six months in the Badlands. Okay. uh, Skirmishing with goblins. To the south, with Um, the ogres, right? So... He uh, spent time down there. Has been in some of those skirmishes. Um, not always, not always by choice. Uh, um, he would have been the, the smith in the back lines unless something hit camp at any point. But uh, the Castilian Void Kingdom. So, yeah. So he he knew the stories of Slock Mudcrag and. Um, but Varric never fought any of the. Okay. Never actually saw this guy in action. Almost certainly would have never seen him, but the stories would have been about. Terrifying and covering dried blood and body beds. Uh, who knows? 
game, how'd you learn all that information? Because it came from you and not from uh, Elena. Yeah. Pre- pre- pressing buttons constantly. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I I love being able to have information out to the character, like as all the DMs sitting at this table right yeah. now do. We love to have the information out to the players and realizing that I probably did know something about the South. Um, we kind of rolled with it out of game across the week and I got filled in via Discord message of a string of things that I knew for specifics based on what I kind of wanted to know and had that at my disposal as soon as the name was said. I'd already had the name written in my notebook to ask. Nice. So Kayla's peering at my notes, not sure what this random name <laughs> is that I've written on my paper, and then it comes up in conversation. Slock Mudcrack, too. I just love saying that. Slock. So gross. <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, when you're talking with pointy ears, you're dealing with the, the goblins, you decide it's uh, it's time to head back towards the campfire, right? And where'd the idea to come up with a floating disc? Uh, was, was God, that I love Because that now we've got... Like two eight uh, uh, savants, we got a, like a dog D O double G as well. Uh, Sam turns into a horse later, I guess. It's just me screwing around with ritual spells. <laughs> okay. That's really all it is. I guess it's, you can cast that as a uh, uh, with all spell slots, so you can just use rituals. And we had picked up the dog and a bunch of other stuff. So it's like let's loosen, let's lighten the load for the cart a little. We'd bit. also already been through the fact that that cart is. Relatively way overloaded. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not a very big cart. It's not a very sturdy cart, and there's only two horses. Oh, yeah, it yeah. had been carrying four drow with relatively minimal supplies. Yeah. Plus, we took all the supplies from the goblin ships, so yeah. that was probably on there with Varric, and it's just. And before that, we have the scene with Nadal and, and Thea bickering, saying things like. I don't not like you. <laughs> I don't. So, yeah, that went it's sideways. It's cute the way you way, do that, but... <laughs> I was just trying to, like, get really clear, like, hey, hey, man, we're on the same team. Like, let's be cool on the same team. And then she's like, fuck you! And I'm like, whoa, that's not what I expected. And I had to do a hard left in that You're conversation. You're scared shit, is what she said. I know, and I was like, okay, first of all, ouch. Second of all, <laughs> watch your mouth. Yeah, third but, duck. Third yeah, third of all, duck. Exactly. But I just... Nadal is very yes he's paranoid yes all of these things but he can't see a reason to leave this group of people because going by himself is going to be just as dangerous so having people watch his back is important but he can't trust that Thea's not just going to like go and if she goes Varric's going to go and if Varric goes there's kind of like okay now the party's half and half what the hell are we going to do here and so he was just trying to be like Hey, look, we're on the same team. You don't have to try and, like, take the burden of all of the things on by yourself. And she was like, you're not my dad, kind of attitude back. And I was like, whoa, I was just, okay, well, then I won't be nice to you. Whatever. There were there were three wonderful parts about that entire scene for me. The first was having heard from both Kiri and Kayla the entire week leading up and knowing that that was going to happen one way or another. Yeah, because neither of them knew about the other side, <laughs> but I was just like sitting there waiting. Like the same and dog eating popcorn. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the second part was getting um, comments like hashtag DM popcorn as Elena is at the other end of the table Discord messaging me, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, this is good. <laughs> that was a great scene. It was really neat. The third part being that, that realization that it's Nadal and Thea sitting in the front of the cart. Gideon and Sam sitting not even three feet behind them 
listening in this whole time with a look on their face. Varric is 20 feet back <laughs> as hello, they hello. yell back and forth. <laughs> Sliding along to get on Frisbee. <laughs> he wakes up and he sits everyone straight, which was kind of a neat like button to put at the end of that scene. Yeah. And there was a point there where she was like, Varric, back me up here. <laughs> yeah, and Varric starts yelling at me to shout, shout up. Me. Like, Varric, back me up. Stay out of this, Varric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, uh, y'all make up, which is good. Uh, right after that thing with Nadal and uh, uh, Nadal's she sisters. Pushed, he, she pushed a nerve, and that's like one of his main... <laughs> Nadal just shuts right up. Yeah, he's very much like a, there's a hairpin trigger on it, and he'll hold the trap door open for a short period of time, and if you screw up in any way, he'll slap it shut again. So it was very... I mean, she was tiptoeing around it real close and then she was too blunt with the request and I'm like, nope, it's too soon. You don't get to know that piece. I'll get back to the week. I'm sorry, what's that, Lane? I've known you for a week. Yeah, exactly. We're not BFFs. That's the dog. That's not me. We were not like friendship rank five to unlock Yeah, exactly. A week to ten days, yeah. Yeah, that's not... Still is. Characters barely know each other. Right. But you get to fight things like the campsite Navy, right? You guys get back to the campsite, and it, who actually was conscious at the campsite? Because it was not Every, right. everybody. Well, obviously not Asterian. But Thea uh, and Varric were both out for that. Varric was in and out enough to say, "Let me know if you need me. I'm trusting you to handle this." Which, looking back, we needed you. We just didn't know we needed you. Oh. I figured that would be a point where I should probably be up, but also, if it got bad, oh, yeah. I would not have been useful. I would have been a liability. Yeah. It's better that we didn't know. Yeah. But we do know that if Beric was conscious, he would have immediately been like, uh, you guys are with the Navy, right? That's, yeah. And it's cool yeah. that you were able to pull that memory out of your head later, and then yeah. Beric could like, see it was just, it was too weird, and none of us could put our finger on why it was weird. Well, it was, like, well, what kind of drugs did, you, did they take, yeah, right? Yeah, right and, out of the gate, I was like, no, this is not. <laughs> and I just rolled too poorly. Mm. If I would have rolled better, I was like, this ain't right. Yeah, something's and, not right. And I was suspicious, but you couldn't give me enough to make me feel suspicious that... Yeah. yeah. Like, there wasn't enough to be suspicious to go back and check. Yeah, they, Don't as, be suspicious. As a player, I was like, this is this is not right. But I rolled an 11. I was like, well, yep, good go. Everything's good here, guys. We're good. They burn the evidence, or the bodies, whatever that is. They yep. take uh, everything and move along. Sam turns into a horse. That was kind of funny. They, they don't take the drugs. They don't take the drugs. Because they, they never got it out of us that we knew about the drugs. That was, that's one thing they never got out It was like they us. were burning evidence, I mean bodies, and then just... <laughs> Like trying to button up a loose end. What? <laughs> Tell me about how y'all feel about the fact that there is a doppelganger assembly line. What? At, uh, oh gosh, the I'm name a no for that. Ethanie. thank you. Elena. Yeah, no, that um, that was horrifying and didn't occur to me until. Was that you that said that, Mike? Yeah, there's beds down there and it's like an assembly line and they have some... I was like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I don't... That's horrifying and I don't... <laughs> and then there was confirmation. It's like, oh, that's... That's exactly what that was then. And now, now we know. That's what they were doing. Ugh, and it gross. came up right in the uh, uh, the house of the the, the leader, the, the mayor, right? Yeah. What was she called? I forget her title. Tala. Exactly. Tala. Yes. Yeah. Lord Tala. Thank you. All right. Uh... 
then the horse brings up the fact that uh, they've got a book with uh, a map. <laughs> and, horse, and you yes. all have two different ideas about what this map is. Uh, well, my, my people were there first, so the that's... Temple of <laughs> Chef, temple of Chef, yeah, Chef Rin. Mm-hmm. Says it's a temple to the wilds, temple of the wilds. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> so that's all the input I have on that piece. Um, I think it's interesting that it's a building that's been reused because, of course, out of game, there are a lot of buildings that get reused and repurposed into other things. But I've never seen that happen in D and D. Like every building is only specifically what it is, and it's only ever been that. Not a building that stayed the building but has cycled through so many different eras that it's been in multiple different buildings, and now everyone knows it as something different. Well, that that's the beauty of. Of a D&D game that has the history of the ages to be able to talk about the flexibility between each race taking control. Um, and it's... I don't know, is, is it necessarily the same building? Because it might have... Or the same design. I, I mean, they could have so, built on the same site. Two cool things, and one of the things that I, I talked about was how there are various cities throughout the Empire that are very much like Jerusalem, where you've got one age of architecture and then they demolished it and they built on the foundation and then it got taken over to the Crusades and they demolished it and built on the foundation. So you can actually see like lines of the foundation ages in some of the architecture there. You can see it in Rome. You can see it in New Orleans yep. walking down the street Yeah, mm-hmm. where you go neighborhood to neighborhood and they go, oh, there was a fire here in the 1800s. Yeah. You can see clearly. the buildings on the Jersey Shore now where the floods came in and hit and all like the waterlogged um, stones that were under seawater. Especially in European cities where yeah. the, the ground and the, the road are not the, anywhere close to each other. Yeah. The ground, the, the actual ground level is multiple layers down because the city got burnt down or something happened. They paved over everything and oh, okay. it was built up. I'm with you now. All right. Well, that's cool. So, uh, Tower Lineage, what do you know about that, uh, Ryan? Uh, so, this is a tower. I didn't even know this was this close to Varric and Thea's home. Did you know that? I didn't know what it was. Um, I you knew that there was a, a outpost of some sort to the south. Nope, I hadn't realized that. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, I had seen it on the map, uh, halfway between Los Stylo and Loctela, seeing Tower Lineath there. Um, I didn't know if that was another pop-up city, a major landmark, an outpost. Um, Got it. But turns out it is the home of the Wyvern Corps. Um, and would have been close enough that the Enveric would have seen it multiple times. Um, the tower was owned first by the drow, so that's it's, it's a it's a drow construction, which is why the one underground looks like this one. Yeah, that makes sense. Drow, dwarves, mm-hmm. elves, elves, dwarves, dwarves, dwarves. elves, and the last time the elves took it, they established they put the wyvern core there, so that it couldn't be taken back. Mm-hmm. Have we established Enveric's hometown name yet? Lactiela. Yes, Latuna. So, (laughs) northwesternmost city on the map that we have reference to. Northwest, you said? Northwest. Um, It's in a little bend at the top of the river there. Um, But it is. that, That is part of the panic that's been going on on the travel west. Is that even just hearing Lil Stylo all the way back in Cobrig? Yep. American Thea don't really want to go all the way out there. Yeah, you um, guys have a discussion about that. You want to touch on that? And, and with the Rygolian? Mr. Um, know it all? So, American Thea have different reasons for not wanting to go close to home. Um, 
Varix is a reluctance and a desire to kind of cut himself off from his past. Uh, After choosing his path as opposed to the path his father wanted, he really doesn't spend any time at all at home over a five-year, six-year span, um, where it's nothing more than two or three days because that's all he can handle. Um, so, and, and that's part of the dynamic of getting back together with Thea, is that... They've been estranged for a long time. Because Varric hasn't seen it because she was at home. Um, and she has her own reasons for escaping, which I will let Kayla yep. elaborate on at another point. But she and I are whispering and bickering pretty consistently after that reveal. Um, up to the point where Regolian decides to chime in with logic. <laughs> and I mean, Varric respects the opinion. Like, as. Just straight up more than either of the others, Varric is willing to listen because Varric knows he's an idiot. <laughs> like Varric knows he doesn't have the best judgment. He's not he's not intending to be this party leader. He's not intending to be this general or great thinker. He's like, okay, I know what I need to do. Just what's cool. useful. Wait. What? I guess you're right. Shit. <laughs> like he knows he's a tool and wants to be a tool. Well, he wants to build tools. Again, he doesn't want to do anything. He wants to go sit in a little town and he wants to make things. And honestly, the Wyvern Corps is a little bit more freeing than the Yanir. Because he knows he can fly somewhere and do the thing he needs to do and fly back home and keep making things. That's a thing. Is Varric That's his hope. officer? Did we establish that? No. So when not. the John Candy of Elves at this little uh, guardhouse salutes him, that's sort of like a... Or at least, I guess Varric's not an, uh, an officer yet. Uh, obviously, the Wyvern Corps well, is going to be all officers, right? All of the Wyvern Corps riders are all officers. So, However, he has never stated his rank as a former Ymir. So this guy has no clue um, whether or not Varric is an officer or not. He's well, he's not even in uniform. Yeah, right? I mean... No. But he's we, saying all the right things. We've never actually established what his rank or title would be, but I mean, I'm going to go off a limb and say he definitely wasn't an officer. He had no interest. Yeah. He's a smith. It's, but just even that little bit of directness, walking into that outpost, and that guy's like, yes, and I'm going to take the best notes, and I'm going to crack this case wide open. And you're like, okay, but also you're an idiot, but can you please just cut... You're not gonna do this? Okay, great. No, it's fine. It's like, I'll just tell y'all were judging. Varric knew there wasn't a ton of hope there, yeah. but he's kind of just going with the system of, you know what? At the least, I can say I tried. Yeah. But then at the crossroads, of course, you get another chance oh, with yeah. a, a lieutenant. Uh, I want to say Lieutenant Dan, but it's not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? Who's a little more uh, 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 capable, sends two people out to, to yeah. go look. Mm-hmm. Which is good. There are shops there. You guys can resupply. resupply. Uh, you never actually met with Captain Mora, did you? No. Mm-hmm. We just got the name up the chain. And, and, and of course, we know who the, the commander is at uh, Cabrona as well. Mm-hmm. Whose name was. Commander Loris. Loris, there it is. Commander Loris, CDR, that's what I, I pulled up there. All right, but then from Gideon's memories, that's where we found out that we've got these uh, these naval uniforms. We're going back there. 
Uh, and and then we uh, just sort of wrap it up with uh, Gideon has a, a scene with his mother, which uh, is kind of neat. I, I thought it was awesome that she says, "I ask on behalf of the Empire that we find more info." But as your mother, I want to. I don't want to put you in danger. And that's a response from the letter that I had sent back when we were still trying to to, to uh, prove our innocence. And so that was the response to it because I had put some stuff in there about. What's the sand? The, I think I put the hat in there. There's a couple of different things. Like we're finding these weird magics that shouldn't be here, and it's like, what is this? That's cool. So yeah. Start Send me those that. correspondence at the end of this. I'll put it all in the, the wiki so we have it for yeah. posterity and forever to go back and like I remember that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a really nice, really nice entrance. What do you think the Purple Raven is? Is that going to be like a code name? People pointed at me, and I was like, "No, it's, <laughs> I think it's a a family crest of some kind." I don't even think about that. Yeah, because it's it's friends of the family, like mm -hmm. of, of my parents, okay. is what I, is my interpretation of it, or at least it's people that they trust. But it's not something that uh, Gideon's seen before. This is no, because I think I had asked that, and I don't think my character had explicitly seen that yet. I'm assuming it's going to be some sort of crest. Yeah. Um, either a crest, a tavern, a location. There's going to be some symbolism along the way of there's a raven on the gates. I can or, tell you what my hope is. Yeah. My hope is, have you seen uh, uh, Last Avatar? The White, oh, the White Lotus? Uh, That's what I'm really hoping for. You're, you're really like, hoping it's all the old people coming together like to the kick old, some butt. Yeah. Like the old school masters. Like, that's what I'm hoping for, but that's it's a bit of a stretch. Play a certain tile on games. Yeah. I mean, is there a game that has purple ravens in it? I can make one. There is If there's an analogous group to the White Lotus, there's definitely an author of Iron near the top, too. So like, oh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Every, every one of us will find someone that exactly. could tie into that. We are the yeah. Purple Raven. No. Okay. But that scene, it's so sweetly, she says she loves you, the leaves collapse, and that's the end of the episode. Where do you guys think you're going next? West. Yeah, I think we're still going west. Probably west. just west, To I that guess. tower. I think we're going... Well, to the city first, and then possibly to the tower. Um, yeah, Varric now has... <laughs> Varric now has the urge to go there. Yeah, um, you've got a map. Yeah. You've got a map. I'll make it no. easy to put the miniatures out. worse, Sam has a map. <laughs> that is correct. That, that is and actually... Is. And Sam we all has have a map. map. That, that is arguably the reason not to go there. <laughs> Varric doesn't know that he trusts Sam not to do something stupid there. I'll make copies for everybody. <laughs> Please do. When we inevitably split the party six ways. Exactly. <laughs> we'll all have a Well, way. you should probably make a copy of the map of the drow, um... Strongholds that I have because I only have a single copy of that. I think I did. I think okay. it, when we were still in in uh, Athenae, I'd, I'd taken it just just to scan it so that I could. Worst case scenario, if he's seen it. Yeah, it's been yeah. less than thirty days, so I can do that. Yeah, maybe the whole campaign's going to be under thirty days at this rate. But oh we'll find out next Sunday. So thank you guys for coming in here. Thanks to Adventure Academy for the awesome and inclusive game venue. Thank you to my guests, Artemis, Mike, Kiri, Ryan, and Elena. This has been your Imperium Report. Have a great night.